Bobby Seager Jr., Indian Larry Motorcycles. You're listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. Welcome to Brooklyn. Bobby Seager Jr., man. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Seager, man. Shit. I truly appreciate this. I mean, you don't do many interviews. I try not to. This way I can stay on the ball with my, my wording and, you know, bullshit. I had to seduce you by bringing you breakfast so we can do a... I got to say it was a good seduction. It Was it? It was. It I was going to bring you any food you wanted. To, uh, listen, we're having breakfast slash lunch at Indian Larry's Bike Shop. That's a nice way to start the morning. It's not bad. It's, it's definitely not bad. Sitting here in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Shitty day, though. Pouring rain. No, no, no. This is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. Because you know what? You can't do nothing about it. So the, my, my outlook on it is, uh, with the exception of shitty traffic, mm-hmm. is uh, today's going to be another great day. Every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. Especially for me. I got all my body parts. My dick works. My hands work. I mean, I can't beat it. You know? I mean, I can beat it, and I do. <laughs> that, that's why you were running a little late today. That's, that's why, why I, right? Hey, sometimes you have to. I didn't believe the whole traffic bullshit that you said, uh, I'm in some traffic. I think you were seeing if your hand and your dick works. It was time to rub one out. You know? <laughs> and they let me know more than my brain knows. Your shop is it's sick, man. What are the odds of me having my birthday party here? Uh, we could do like a little Plato's retreat. We could do uh, <laughs> shit. We got bean bags, birthday <laughs> parties. We do happy hour. You know, anything for a pension loan. Come well, on. Oh, I was gonna say, can I get it like on the friend's discount for free? There's always a friend's <laughs> discount. Ah, listen, I played a game. I understand the game. Hey, Bobby, this is kind of funny. So right before I came here, I did a, a quick Google search on you. And obviously, Uh-oh. everything on the internet's true. So if it Bobby's says... a con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I posted that earlier. I've accepted it. But I actually found an Instagram page on you, uh, Out to Lunch with Bobby Seeger. Wait, dude, you're like this big, famous motorcycle guy, and yet you're posting pictures <laughs> of, like, roast beef sandwiches. Like, dude, so... You so, really did look. Yeah, I did. So you're, like a, you're like a foodie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a straight one. Not that there's anything wrong with all the ones that aren't. Of course not. So wait, no. when did you start this Instagram? Like, are you a big food guy there or is it more it's, of a joke? It's all a joke. It's all a joke. So John, John the Painter, this other guy, Jason Goodrich, they were telling me that I should do a podcast. And I says, I don't want to because, you know, some, some of the characters I'm friends with, I'd hate for it to get too real. And then you can't reel in the recording. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I don't care what people say. Yes, I could delete it. No, if it's funny and fucked up. But you don't want everybody to hear it. You sure as hell don't want to lose it, too. Yeah. You don't want to play back for, like, that special moment. Of course. <laughs> so I just said, you know, nah, I can't do that. And then, uh, then I ended up doing a couple of them that I never let go anywhere and uh, did it, you know, with a few characters in the bike industry. And I said, yo, come on, I'm going to get lunch. It's out to lunch with Bobby Seeger. It's a fucking goof. Come on, baby, let's have a good time. And uh, the characters were on fire. And I mean, like, from the motherfucker jokes to fuck you, your mom, you know, you're queer to every racist uh, slogan. It was out of control. So then I just went, let's pause this after, I think, 15 people. Okay. okay. And they were their characters across the country in the motorcycle industry that, in my eyes, have some weight to their, but I got them on a good moment. You know, because the comfort is I'm um, a straight shooter. Yeah. You know, they're straight shooters. It's great. And then I was just like, fuck it. Let's just, you know, I'll just take pictures of food. I did it on a regular Instagram. 
And then uh, my buddy Ewok, he made a little character of me, you know, with glasses. I had a beard. <laughs> you know, it was all corny. Yeah. It's just meant to be corny. To me, I believe that uh, my outlook on life is pretty good. I look for what's good for me first, because if I don't have a good frame of mind, then I'm, how am I going to be able to do anything with my daughter, uh, my wife that would like to stab me with a fork, or with anything else in business or people in general? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm in a people game, and it's like, uh, if I'm a dick to people, it's only going to amplify how many times they could call me a dick or, you know, whatever. Uh, I don't I don't need people to say, hey, oh, you're a good guy. I don't need any of that. I know I'm a good guy. Yeah. I know I'm, I, I'll do anything. I'm up for it. So I, I think that the whole like people game and uh, the eating and all that, it's just funny. You know, it's one lap in life. It's like a, a crazy friend says his name's PJ. And PJ's like, look, get off the porch. You got one lap in life. And I go, motherfucker. Like, that's how I look at life. But I didn't phrase it like that. And that's pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a sentence in your book. It's not, this isn't your fucking life. Right. But I love that you'll have, it's 8.20 in the morning, <laughs> and you're having like a roast pork, broccoli, robin, cheese sandwich at 8.20. And then it's like 11.20, you'll post like a picture of pineapples, and people are like, Bobby, what are you doing? You got soft on us. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. People take it serious. Dude, what's the craziest is there's probably 600 people that follow me, mm -hmm. or maybe 300. Who the fuck okay. knows? I don't know them all, of course, right? Because I don't know the other um, 5,000 that follow me personally on Facebook or, you know, like different things like yeah. that. And they're around the world. So it doesn't matter if it's uh, 20 people, 500 people. They're, they're not all like in the backyard. I didn't go to Good Shepherd Grammar School with all these fucking people. You know what I mean? <laughs> My two-week stint in the Boy Scouts. Fuck, none of those motherfuckers. <laughs> no one's they, following They're you. not following me. Fuck. So wait, but you didn't explain why at eight twenty you're having roast pork sandwiches. Leftovers. Yeah. When you get two sandwiches, you know? I can only do two, I can only do three halves. I can't do four. And fuck, I've been up since five and I've walked my two English bulldogs. You know, they got their own Instagram, Bubba and Buster. Well you sent me a video this morning of uh Buster oh, Bubba. Bubba not wanting to get up. No, no, no. He was he, not he feeling this not, rain. He did not <laughs> want to get up. He's a motherfucker. Back to food. Favorite because we're in Greenpoint now, favorite place out here to eat. Or your go-to spot? I, there's, I got a couple of them. I mean, from the, the roast pork spot, Federoff. Is that over a, here on North 6th? It's on North 10th. No, oh, that's legit, yeah. Uh, it's a killer, killer spot. So that's a that's a weekly spot, mm -hmm. you know. Sometimes it's more than uh, a couple of times. All right. Because, you know, it depends. I float in and out. So, you know, at Jimmy's Diner, that's another one. You know, it's all about either their, their chicken Caesar salads, their chicken dinner platters, or their chicken fingers and fries. Can't go wrong with that. And Five Leaves. I mean, I take the G train a lot. And the That's what we good. met. You it's and I clean. met at right, Five Leaves. Right, right. It was early in the morning. You had a bacon. No, no. Poached. Uh, oh, I had a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, bacon cheeseburger. Oh, bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> with the thick cut bacon. Gruyere. Oh, good. I'd Very love that good. you say Gruyere because, like, people listening, and I'm sitting here, we're in this sick motorcycle shop. There's these customs motorcycles, and like, oh, that Gruyere cheese is just the best, man. Ah, oh, it's the best. Fuck those people that don't like it. Yeah, of oh, course. Like, can't Tito. just have cheddar? <laughs> yeah. who's, who's Tito right now? Who? <laughs> Speaking of Greenpoint, Greenpoint is hipsterville. You know that. Oh, it's how long out have you control. have you been in this neighborhood? Because you've seen this place go from like kind of grungy to now it's it's hipsterville. This is oh, it's it's silly. So even as a kid, mm -hmm. having come through here, it was bad, or at least I thought of it as bad. Just like going over the bridge into the city and being on Delancey Street. Oh, the lower side went was on scary. Yeah. Street. That shit was you know shady. Yeah, but then this, I come over here in maybe ninety. 
four, I, st- I worked a little bit for the MTA, and I'd go to North 7th Street to the fan. The fan that's, you know, uh, supplying the L-tube. Okay. So that was a shady spot because, you know, it was just hookers. A lot of hookers. <laughs> you know? And it was like, try to get there without somebody talking shit to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, walk with another guy. You know, usually my partners are from uh, Guyana. They're from India. You know, and they're just moping along, just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really seeing more of the neighborhood then. When it was nice, you know, because I like grime. I mean, I like all this, too. It's nice. It's cute. Um, it's like a good mask for saying, you know, how the neighborhood was to yeah. what it is. It's, it is what it is, right? But, Bobby, how did North 15th Street, it seems like unscathed <clears throat> by the hipster development. Because you go over a block, there's $400 night hotel oh, overlooking Manhattan. And then yeah, you have your yeah. block, which is still a nice uh-huh. block. But you have this motorcycle. Sh- how did this North 15th Street here in Greenpoint not get like affected by it. Oh, it's getting it. Is it? The, right across the street, they sold, everybody's got to be out by the end of the year, by the end of December. The marble guys got to move, the oh. wood shop, the plant shop, the people living in trailers that are stacked, all that shit's What's going go. there? Oh, they're going to knock it down. They'll put apartments in on that triangle. Really? It's crazy. How the neighbors over here when you guys are like hanging out and stuff? They all right with you guys? There's a couple people that cry, mm-hmm. just like when we were on Union and Ainsley. You know, Union and Ainsley was great. Because what did I have? I had all older Italians and older Puerto Ricans, and that was really it. Mm-hmm. There was no other uh, nationality, yeah, say. Yeah. No. Fuck that phone. <laughs> I don't answer that phone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so for over there, the people that would complain to where, you know, the captain themselves would come over and say, hey, uh, this guy's complaining. And I'd say, who the fuck is that guy? Some white kid that just moved here from Iowa. Uh, Who he, doesn't like motorcycles? He don't like They're motorcycles. Scary. He's not in touch with his inner child. <laughs> Fuck him, man. Fuck him. The prick, they wouldn't come out of the building, the shitty building across the street, to make the complaint, hey, can you tell your guests not to do burnouts in the street, or can you not play the music too loud? Because th- that was it. And it was uh, the old ladies down the block. They didn't give a shit, no. man. I bought a snowblower to walk around the neighborhood because You're that's a smart neighborly. man. You're a smart man. That's neighborly, man. They're not going to, you know, and pick up your garbage. That was it. You know, be neighborly. It goes a long way. You do the right thing. I think. I think it's that's how I was raised. I got to ask the one interviewee question. I'm ready. No, because we're just kicking it now. But I'm, I'm curious how people get into their passions. Yeah, well, then there we go. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Let me see. But I'm always curious how people get into their passions and their hobbies. <clears throat> I got to ask how you get into motorcycles. My dad, rider. My uncle, rider. I'm not into it at all. How did you get into it? And what made you like you love a motorcycle? I know it's interviewee, but I had to exit. No, no, it's good. I mean, Christian Mingle's always been my favorite outlet, <laughs> you know? I don't know who the hell's coming in the door that ran out, but... Um, the wind? Oh, okay. Um, always liked motorcycles. I had a cousin, uh, a first cousin, not like most that say, hey, you're my cousin, my brother. I don't have no fucking brothers. Um, but I had one cousin, a specific cousin, and maybe when I was about 10, 11 years old, uh, him and a group of guys, they all had, you know, dirt bikes. I don't want to say they were stolen. They were acquired, you know. So maybe 80 around there, 1980. All right. Um, then, boom, ended up he got himself a, too big of a bike. I mean, he might have been 16, big panhead. Before I knew it, he was in the Satan Soldiers in Coney Island. It wasn't long before he fucked up and got thrown out of the Satan Soldiers in Long Island, you know. But that, the motorcycles and the characters that would come around, you know, in Marine Park, you know, just racing around was the greatest. I thought it was the greatest. All right. But, uh, you know, we lived in a basement apartment, 
you know, parents divorced, everybody in the neighborhood started getting divorced, I'd say. I felt like it was a first family, and then it was, you know, dominoes pretty much, you know. It was um, the in thing to do. One person was, gets, Of course, of course. Jimmy and Joan got divorced. We should do it. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which I found out recently. I said, man, I looked through some photographs. I found a photograph of my mother and my father when they got married in Resurrection in Gerritsen Beach. And uh, it was, I believe, if I got it right, it's April 1970. Well, they graduated high school in June and had me in October. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, yeah. Bobby, Bobby Seeger yeah. Jr. is good in math. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit. Divorced by second grade, you know, typical fucking Irish. But anyway, so uh, the motorcycle, the, the cousin was the character, you know. And uh, the, I remember most of the family saying how I looked up to him. Looking back on it, I looked up to him and another, his brother Patrick. And, and I wouldn't even, I mean, I say look up to him now, but even then they were just more characters out of the whole pot of mm -hmm. characters on the block, you know? Um, but then, you know, I, I didn't grow up with money. It wasn't like I had money or nothing like that. So uh, uh, fast forward, you know, it was just learn to ride dirt bikes from other people, mini bikes in the street, you know, it was uh, fun. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until my early 20s that I got a motorcycle because it, I didn't want a, a little race rocket kind of thing. I wasn't into that at all. Didn't have the money. You know, going back, just looking at how my parents were, I thought, I want to see the world, you know? Uh, and it was no more drugs, no more drinking. Mm -hmm. By that time, I'd gotten sober, 91, and it was, uh, I'm going to go around the world, you know? But at the time, you know, right from high school, my father gave me one option, and it was called, you have two weeks. <laughs> you have two weeks to get the fuck out or get a job. So I went into the building, the trades. With my, my father was a millwright, so I went to trade school and all that. All right. And then uh, I ended up somehow stumbling into a transit job, working on ventilation fans and pumps. So you worked in the, the MTA? Yeah. My grandfather worked there thirty something years. My father retired from transit. Oh no shit. Yeah, we were on Pennsylvania Avenue. We did twenty something years there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so so we, you you go. I don't want to fast forward too much. Casual rider, you yeah. got your first motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. So my first motorcycle was a, a Cadillac, basically. So it was a full dressed Harley. Um, it was a girl I was dating at the time's uncle. He had passed away, so it had every doodad, like um, you know, every light, every little bit of chrome that you could put on the bike. And I didn't give a shit. Left all that on there until it fell off. Mm -hmm. You know, would ride in the rain. It was the greatest thing. You know. Uh, Took my road test on it. The guy was just blown away that I showed up on my birthday with my with this full dressed Harley, you know. And I'd be telling him I've been riding it around, you know. And I was living in New, like just north of Newburgh and Marlboro for a while, and went to high school there. And it was always back and forth, and you know, and that was it. It was like okay, great. So uh, I think the coldest at the time would be like 33 degrees, riding up the throughway going. I should get a car again, you know, because <laughs> oh, so this was your motor. This, this wasn't time. like, oh, it's a nice day out. You yeah, were, I had a car. Then okay. I didn't have a car. Then I bought a minivan because I had a Rottweiler and, you know, and I took the middle seat out. But here I have a, a Dodge minivan, Grand Caravan with wood grain sides. And, and, you know, people go, you sure you're not married with kids? And I go, nah, man, I'm fucking, I'm single. I got a you dog. Know, I got a Rottweiler. It. I got a motorcycle. I'm going snowboarding. This is the shit, you know? 
So then it just rolled from there, and you know, um, I'll say with uh, that specific cousin, he wound up passing away, you know, and uh, so that was a bummer. That just made me even embrace life even a little bit more because we didn't get along all that great the last few years. Okay, of, uh, this is the one you looked up to. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, and then his brother, he got a bike, and you know, I get along with him. And so now you're casually riding. When did you get hired by the MTA? Ninety-four. How old are you? Um, twenty-three. Oh, so, so I was just, you know, eight months before I turned twenty-four. Okay, so you just got your you're riding around casually, work for the MTA. Where's the combination? Where does Indian Larry fall into this? A little bit later, him, okay. him, I was just seeing in magazines. So, so now just you just like every other MTA character worker, and, and you just ride some motorcycles. That's <laughs> yeah, what you do. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And I knew a few people with bikes. Sure. Um, you know. Unlike most people, I knew that I had no desire to be in uh, any kind of group or club, which was... That was actually my, my question. Like a good saving grace, you know? Yeah, what, how did you fall out of that? Because like, like some kids who grew up in bad neighborhoods who join gangs. Yeah, yeah. But then there's kids who don't join the gang but still do their own thing. How does a motorcycle guy, because I'm not a rider, I always think, oh, Hell's Angels and these groups. If I had a right. motorcycle, I have to, what made you just like, hey, I don't give an F. I'm just going to ride solo. Yeah, look, um... I don't know. I, I think it was from being 10, 11 years old, seeing how my cousin fucked up with a club in mm -hmm. in Coney Island. Okay. You know? And I liked it. Listen, I still like it. I think that, you know, having patches, I think all that's, it's, in a way, I I say it's beautiful. A lot of guys don't like to hear that their back patch is beautiful. Yeah. They, not, <laughs> they're not really a fan of that. But I'm not interested in uh, politics. It's like watching the news. I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Look, Trump's the president. Except the fact that he's the president. He made it through the gate. He's the guy. Uh, until somebody else can turn that over, why are you making the country look like shit? Mm -hmm. oh, the guy runs his mouth. Oh, good for him. Same thing in every other thing. But, you know, from what you do for a living, from what I do for a living, there's, there's a politics in everything. Everything. So why go even deeper? Got to play the game. That's it. It's a game. It's mm -hmm. all a game. So, like, that's just level. The, the level is amped up, you know, and uh, I, I just think uh, I knew my place. And my place was that... My my outlook on bike clubs was a lot of tough guys. I'm not a tough guy. I'm a regular guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to hang out. That's it. But I'm not gonna make believe that I'm 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 to fit in that mold. You know, if it means stand there and do whatever is the next right thing, I don't care what it is. I do whatever the next right thing is. So like that always had my eye for. Um, you know, again, know my distance. My, you know, they're, they're and also it, it says a lot about you, Bobby, too. Your individuality, because you know, a lot of guys who join these gangs, they're like, oh, I want to be in group. I, you were confident enough to be like, I'll hang out with them. Yeah. I don't need to be a part of it. That that shows a lot of individuality. Yeah, I try to keep uh, the respect level. It's like opening the door for a little old lady mm -hmm. or a young lady or somebody that's pregnant. Get the fuck out of your chair when you're on the subway or a bus, and you know, do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with the clubs. I I say, you know something. I may not like all the guys that are in all these different particular clubs, especially as time's gone on. I've met an awful lot of guys around the world. And, um, you know, I'm happy in my place. It's great. You know, if I want to go have ice cream at midnight, I don't have to ask. You know, I don't have to show up every Thursday or Wednesday, mm -hmm. whatever it is. You know, like, it's like a roll call. You know, yeah. I, I don't have to. And I enjoy the relationship I have with guys because I don't play games with them. There's no game plan. There's a lot of guys I know that they like to be on the fence, a fence player. I'm not the fence player. You know, I don't deal with uh, the local police, the local club, the other club, and say, you know, one thing and then talk out of the uh -huh. other side of my mouth. I don't believe in those things, and I prefer to stay away from guys that do. 
healthy. Yeah, very healthy. You know, my teeth are fucked up. They ain't knocked out though. You know why? Because you know you just don't don't do stupid shit. That's it. It's, That's it's it. very I simple. Know. It's, it's Life simple. is very simple. It's complication inside you that that fucks up that simpleness. It's very very simple. Words of wisdom. I don't know about that. It's just life experience. Get out there and, and, mm-hmm. and experience And something. love life. Listen, if you don't enjoy it, like I said before, my man PJ, he says it's one lap in life. Get off the porch. You can talk all you want about, I want to go around the block and get a cup of coffee. But until you get off the fucking seat, you're not going around the block to get that cup of coffee. No, it's true. It's the you same know? thing. You know, We talked about how I travel and stuff. I want to go here. Everyone's like, I'll come with you. No one comes. I'm going to... No, nobody comes. I'm going to Egypt alone. I'm going to these countries alone because no one wants to go with me. But that's what you have to do. It's a freedom factor. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to... Motorcycles. Motorcycles. You start riding. You're 23. Just turned 24. You get hired by the MTA. Yeah. yeah, Casually riding with all your other buddies. Okay. So you see Indian Larry in magazines. You're just a fan. Yeah. I'd see him in the street. I'd see him at the... Eventually in... um, Tattoo shops. You know, girl that he was good friends with. She was tattooing him, and she was a big tattoo artist, and, you know. And I'd wanted to get tattooed from her. This girl Andrea, she owned a little place called Eastside Inc. She was a, a sweetheart of a woman. She still is. I mean, I haven't seen her in a couple of years, maybe I don't know, six, seven years. Okay. She moved out of state, and um, I'd see him in there, you know, hustling his way through, you know, just shit like that. And then, uh, you know, I met him. I met him there a few times, little hardcore shows on St. Mark's. I can't think of, I'm going blank at the name of the place, but whatever. Okay. Um, and it just went from there, you know, then more mutual friends. Then, uh, you know, it revolved around more eating. You know, it was, uh, I don't drink, so it's like, you know, why should I go to the bar and hang out with everybody to be cool? Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I'm comfortable with myself. I don't need to be cool, you know, or a clown. I could do that shit on my own, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's all... So we just, we hit it off. You know, um, another good friend, his name's Kenny Roberts. He worked on bikes uh, at a place called American Dream Machine that was on Watt and Soho. And okay. Larry did work in there. He did more work under the stairs in his place doing motors. And, and people always thought, like, he was just this big bike builder. He was a, he, to me, I always say he was just a guy. I enjoyed just a guy in Larry. You enjoyed you know? his company? I enjoyed his company. He was Great. We barely talked about motorcycles. Didn't give a shit. Talked about massages, where we were eating, getting coffee. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Good bullshit. Friend talk, not Friend just. Friend talk, yeah. I didn't give a shit about, you know, ah, yeah, good, the bikes. In the bike shops, he was, a, you know, in until we hung out more towards, two, you know, like 99, 2000. Okay. He, uh, oh, so this is a long friendship you guys had. Yeah. You guys, a, have, okay. Yeah, I got more with them, 98, 99, 2000. Then it was moving to Brooklyn. The the Dream Machine spot in Manhattan was mm-hmm. having issues, so that moved to Brooklyn, and then it became Gasoline Alley, and you know some of the guys moved into it, then some guys left, and then it became uh, you know some egos, and um, then Larry was like, I don't understand why you don't become partners with me. I was like, Why would I want to be partners really? with you, okay. man? That changes relationships, money and stuff changes things, and. I don't want to do that. I recently married. Um, I thought, you know, I got a civil service job. I had a little money left to me, uh, you know, from my mother. My mother had died when I was 21. So then it was just like, 
I got money from my grandmother. Ah, I got married. I bought a four-family house. Uh, you know, what else do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I can ride the trains for free. <laughs> it's the fucking. I got a motorcycle in the front yard. It's, it's the cool. dream. Yeah, this is it. I hit fucking. Pay, you know, this is this, this is good. You peaked. Really, that, peaked. that was it. I peaked. Mm-hmm. I got married in Italy and honeymooned in Rio. Can't beat that. No, you can't. Yeah, fuck. And you, and, wait, and you're happy. Yeah. So so now you got this. You got the dream life. You got the house. Right. You got right. The beautiful right. wife. Nice wedding, honeymoon, right, right, right. hanging out with Indian Larry. Doing, now he's like, let's be a partner. Now you're hesitant. Uh. Yeah, it was good. It was a good uh, month or so of, because every day I'd be in the bike shop, just hanging out, hanging out. I liked it. I bring coffee and mm-hmm. just you know talk shit, talk shit. It was great. Rank on one another. You know the other characters within the shop. It was, uh, it was a good mix. But then there was you know they had certain guys had their friction. Things weren't working out. Um. And then, I don't know, Elisa was like, uh, I tell her about it, and I say, you want to do this? And she goes, if it's on the up and up, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'll leave my job. So really? She was a buyer. She bought for uh, department stores in the city, and she was kind of getting fed up with the guy and okay. the, the business and all of that, and she said, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so then it was legit, you know, because mm-hmm. the fucking guy didn't have anything registered, trademarked, you know, none of those kind of things. Who, Larry didn't? No, no, okay. he's, he was a character you know he liked uh, the carny lifestyle you know he was funny he was, he was a smart guy he looked uh it's funny because a guy recently said to me how you know if you look at larry and you, you think bad motherfucker um you know he had murder tattooed across his belly and you know the throat tattoo and not many people had you know mm-hmm. tattoos on their hands or their throat you know shit like that but the guy was a sweetheart he had no interest, you know. He may talk shit like "I'll give you a black eye," but really, no. He fucking like legit, like like hanging out in Coney Island, being a, like a carny and yeah, shit. Yeah, really? yeah, really. You know, he did the better nails, and mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. He was good. He was. I thought he was good people. Now, how long were you working with him? Now, you guys are partners. Everything's yeah. on the. Your, your wife probably helps you get everything on the up and up. No, like, she's the one. She's on the up and up. You know, me. I just got a van. Uh, we had to go to, I think, Ohio to buy a fucking Sprinter van. Everybody in the bike industry said, you know, we're just a bunch of clowns, you know, because all windows. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was goofy, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. You know, we put bikes in it, merchandise, all that. You know, and he was doing these TV shows, and you'll, if you look back on them, I'm not in none of them because I, I wasn't into it. You know, it wasn't uh, meant for me. It was meant for Larry. And then you could see all the little people hanging on his balls, mm-hmm. just kind of like... Trying to feed off like little leeches, right? Yeah, kind of. Some, uh-huh. you know. Or when he died, how many people jumped up saying, you know, that was my brother, my friend. But yet when everything was, eh, you weren't but, around. Yeah, no, no. There was many people going, I'll put a million dollars into you, Larry. You know, and uh, they never did. Is it true that, so now that you guys have the shop, you guys are doing pretty well, obviously. And is it true like that he was became more popular and I guess I should say like mainstream before he passed away is that oh, like yeah, he yeah, just yeah. hit it like is it just he hit? did he did come out from being more like a, a cult figure like an underground say. dude yeah, yeah and then everyone knew who Indian Larry Huge, was you know what uh, a guy was a big fan of him and uh, you know said hey I want you to be on this this show that I'm doing Larry did the show boom it was it was big and what then, show was it do you remember yeah it was Motorcycle Mania too. okay and it blew up and that was big. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. You know, one time, you know, there was obviously one. Motorcycle Mania 2 was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Larry's just Larry. It was great. And people probably loved his, like, uh, like realness. He, he wasn't coming out and being the well, fake guy, right? In the, in the 
I say small amount of time because it wasn't years of going on the road together. He would sit and he'd keep conversation with anybody that came up. And it would bug him when somebody would, you know, try to cock block the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, but he'd keep it going. He loved it. He loved signing autographs for people, you know, and uh, he'd show up early. He'd stay till the end. You know, there's, uh, the girls would pull their tits out. You know, like I never understood. I mean, it was great seeing all these tits, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, like, wow, they're getting their tits signed with your fucking name on it. Or Billy Lane, you know, the two of them, they were the best. Uh-huh. They had a good good show on Biker Build-Off. But to be at events and see some of these people go apeshit, I just uh, blew me away. I'd be like, this is fucking crazy. But it was great, too, because the, the level of excitement and... Uh, like another guy that was getting a little upset at the time, Larry behaved like a 15, 16 year old, but it was the best. His level of excitement was just at its peak. It was great. So it was great the driving in the van mm-hmm. to then we got a pickup truck, a dually, real farm boy kind of. It was great. See, you mentioned the van. That's like hearing um, <clears throat> like old rock stars or bands like Guns N' Roses or these bands oh, yeah, talk yeah. about it. They're like, it's great staying in the five-star hotels, but nothing was better than traveling from gig to gig uh, yeah, in that little yeah, van. Yeah. That's when you really get to know somebody. That's right. Yeah. There was one good time, and you know, and I just would take a camera everywhere, you know, and it went from when I worked with the MTA, taking photos in the tunnels of all the graffiti, mm-hmm. right? I loved that kind of stuff. So then it was to taking the camera on the road and just taking snapshots, him sleeping. Then I got a fisheye lens. So then it was him sleeping in the front seat with his feet on the dashboard. His feet are fucking nasty, like <laughs> real gnarly or his big nose, you know, like, and it looked, you know, obviously fisheye lens fucks you, man. It's, yeah. not, it's not accommodating. It's not cute. It's yeah, it's goofy. not flattering it's at not all. It's not flattering at all, man. So I got, you know, I don't even know where everything is because I've put stuff away, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all photos, not digital mm-hmm. and um just being on the road with him and we went from daytona biketoba fest then we went down to he's like uh we went to billy lanes in melbourne he'd never been there and i thought we have a few days to kill i think we should just go it'll be great billy will love it you know billy loved larry so like it was a good thing we went down there and all these all these other guys in the bike industry were hanging out down there doing mm-hmm. whatever and then uh, that was great. Then we wound up getting on the road. We had to go to New Orleans. And to have a, a car pull up next to us full of girls screaming because we had a blowout. And we didn't even know it on the trailer, you know. <laughs> to fucking pull over on the side of the, I think it was 10. And, you know, the roads at the time was super shitty. man. like fucking da-doosh, 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 right? And uh, that fuck, he would never drive. Ever, ever drive. He would sleep. I'm the, I'm the talent. I'm the talent. <laughs> you know, the fucking guy. But then I got pictures of him in his sweatpants, flip-flops, you know, because I said, okay, talent, you got to change the flat. So, boom, jacks it up. He's sitting on the floor, and the fucking ants are biting him. And, uh, you're, just, and you're just taking pictures. I'm just taking pictures. <laughs> you know, and the sun's dropping. It's gorgeous. And he's fucking flipping out. That was, those are times I wish I had recorded you know, because you don't know, with you, you don't do know, yeah, video. yeah, you don't then it was it. a StarTech, you know, flip open, you know, cute, I wish I had that now, though, these fucking phones, and and now, he's bigger now, and then how, he passes doing a stunt, <clears> that's true, <throat> well, um, 
he was trying to stand up on his bike. Okay. Um, I remember, you know, the doctor saying he, de you know, dehydrated. It wasn't like a regular every day. They were filming for what became his last uh, biker build off. He made this unbelievable motorcycle out of chain uh, and then rode it. I think it was like 900 miles, which, you know, he would joke, ah, this is what I'm going to die on. You know, like, and it was like, get the fuck out. Yeah. This is just crazy, you know. But it was crazy and exciting. And he had all these other different characters come that were ball breakers, you know, um, who's engraving the motor to, you know, Robert coming and painting, you know, in the showroom. It was just over the top to okay. get it done in under 30 days. So, like, it's not like he had prepped it early to say, ah, we can make it out of chain. He just, boom, a box of chain showed up and it was just like, okay, let's figure this out. And with Eddie McGarry, you know, he's a guy that worked for, he ended up getting a job at late, you know, with Letterman mm -hmm. and now with the clown that's in there. You know, he's, uh, the, I think, the pyrotech guy, but he, he welded up the frame. It, it was just, it was great. It was crazy. Um, but he was off his routine and, uh, you know, and then just, I don't know, 10, 15 miles an hour, tried to stand up on his bike and okay. fell. We were all down in, at the show in the Carolinas. Well, you were there when it happened? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I was, I, like, I didn't care about half the stuff that went on. Yeah, yeah. I'd stay behind the booth. I'd set up all the shit, all the bikes. And uh, the promoter, she was such a cunt. Mm -hmm. You know, she put him on the flyer saying he's doing stunts. He'll be doing wheelies. He'll be doing burnout. He'll be dragging somebody through a wall of fire. You know, all this stuff. Yeah. And, Elisa was making all these arrangements for him and fighting with the lady that he's not going to do that. So now we get there. He rolls in with the camera guys and uh, this guy Mondo that he was, you know, bike build off against, guy out, of, out west. Um, and next thing you know, the kids are coming up to him going, Larry, Larry, when next, you know, you're going to be outside doing stunts. And, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not doing oh. nothing. And then to please the people... He went outside and, you know, I, I don't even know how long it was and, until he went down. So, and, they, and did he die on impact or no? No, no. He, I remember somebody going, Larry went down. We ran out there. Okay. Because there was a couple of Polcocks. There was a couple of the people that were there that were outside. And then, uh, you know, it was like, go out there, look at him. He's got neck brace on. Fucking eyes are open. You think like nothing. You think this is going to be a joke in a few weeks when we yeah, make fun of him? Yeah, yeah. You know, because he went from having a full-on, you know, suit on to half-on. Like, you know, it was fucking typical hot, sticky Southern. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, boom, everybody were all in the hospital. And, you know, I want to say maybe 24 hours later to pull a plug because there's, you know, the swelling in the oh my God. in the head. And, and then it was like, what the fuck do we do? Come back to Brooklyn. You know, and leading up to that... Being on the road, nobody wanted to. Uh, I wanted to have a party. Nobody wanted to have a block party. That's to celebrate. To yeah. b before, right before he died. Okay. So I think in June. Just to unfortunately back up a quick minute. No. So, uh, so we were on 151 North 14th Street over here. Okay. Right, and uh, we just grabbed some barricades. We made our own <laughs> block party. It was the shit. It was oh, the so shit. you had the block we, party. We had before. A, a block party before. Because I was like, fuck it, man. And Larry was here, so he experienced uh, one of your famous block not, parties. There's not many block parties that happen in, oh, I'll just say, in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, sure, they happen in the Bronx, Queens, Staten Island, all, mm -hmm. all good. But they don't happen, like, as a kid in the 80s. So, like, fuck, let's hang a sheet from pole to pole. You know what I mean? We'll get some bands to play mm -hmm. instead of just, like, the local guy playing the radio. And we'll make it a good time. And it was, it was great. 
you know, it rained. A guy, this guy came from Jersey. He had um, a, a jet engine, fucking melted the street. The fire department came. You know, like it was just, uh, it was fun. It was a party. It was a party. It was a party. You know, and um, then it was like, okay, hey, man, um, some people can set up and sell some shit. People we deal with in the bike industry, you know, and Hells Angels being the, the primary club, say, you know, there's so many little clubs. They're a bigger club, you know, labeled a bigger club. Mm-hmm. And I have more friends in there anyway. Oh, so the Hells Angels set up. And, you know, then it's like, hey, what are you doing? I go, no, 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 man, this is a party. We're here for the same thing, to have a good time. There's no bullshit. You know, nobody's here to take shit either. And everything was awesome. You know, we cooked pigs in the street. You know, uh, I think my cousin worked for Budweiser at the time. You know, (laughs) kegs of beer. It was, you know, it was good. The girls, I think all the girls at the time and Paul's wife and a bunch of the girls that worked at Teddy's. They all uh, was you know pulling beers and shit like that. So everybody was happy. So I'm glad. So Larry got to experience because we're gonna he get to that. Experience. We're gonna get to that in a second because you have these famous parties now. These famous block parties. I, I, I don't. People say they're famous. I think they're just a really good party. People come and have a good time. All right. So block party. Larry attends one. Yes. Fatally passed. Tragically passes away. Right. Three months later. Yeah. And then now, where two months where later. does this leave you? Like, who makes that decision? Because it happens a lot when the CEO or someone passes. It's like, right. guys. What do we do now? Do we? Because now you run Indian Larry's now, right? Well, I didn't plan on. Yeah, how shit. does that happen? Like, no. So, so then he passes away, and everybody at the time, there was a bunch of us, and you know that were in the shop, and it was his best, one of his best friends. He had two tight friends, uh, Paul. He was, you know, in the garage, mm-hmm. super talented guy, right? He, um, so we just said, okay, hey, let's stay together. Um, kind of like everything was fast. What are we gonna do? Because the phone calls were coming. When we got back from the Carolinas, there were flowers outside the shop. You know, it was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So we put a pop-up tent outside to, you know, flowers, anything, a little table, like basically a little shrine. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, fuck it. We need to have a, a block party again. And it was like, uh, no, no, no. And then, no, we're having a block party. Boom. This is the date. And it was uh, September. Okay. You know, because he died the end of August. So, like, it was just two or three weeks later or something. A little bit of morning. Exactly. The morning time's over now. Yeah. Okay. He was cremated. You know, um, Paul made a beautiful urn. Johnny Mack was another guy in our shop. Super talented guy. Um, he, he made a ton of stuff for us. You know, from frames to just an all-around great guy. Long Island guy. Okay. Um, and he came because he just wanted to be with Larry. Like, he was... He, just solid, real man kind of thing. So anyway, so we have a block party, and um, I'd say almost everybody in the bike industry came. There was a good, a good cast of characters, and I mean, the blocks were just packed. You know, as you know, the neighborhood. Yeah. You just as you go in in numbers, it's like block after block mm-hmm. after block, and there was nothing anybody could do to stop it because people were coming from around the world. People would fly. They were flying in for the day. And being here and then flying home Fuck, at night. That's you know, crazy. It was crazy. From South America, people that came from Japan, Europe. Mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. And then um, we were like, uh, okay, well, we, let's just stick together. Because the whole, like in the beginning with Larry <clears throat> and the ball breaking to be partners, I said, you know, when we finally said, okay, fuck it, let's do it. You know, we'll be partners and we'll, we'll make something happen. 
uh, Elisa and I went out and had this neon sign made mm -hmm. and said, you know, hey, faggot, you know, we, your name's going to be in lights, you know, rolled in with it on a hand truck lit. It was funny, man, because it was a surprise, an absolute surprise. And, you know, we had a, it's in the back right now, but a podium and a throne made. And, and oh, Paul, I saw the throne. Saw I the saw throne. the throne. Yeah. So it was like, it was a, a goof, but a good goof. Mm -hmm. And he had a good time. You know, clean he, hits. He clean had, hits, yeah. yeah, man, really, it's like some of the best time in his life. I, I, I'll just mm -hmm. say, just from being on the outside of a lot of things, looking, it was great, right? So now, boom, okay, hey, we want to keep the keep his name up. Like that was all the intentions, keep the name up. When uh, companies like Walmart and other companies like that wanted to do deals, we were just when he was alive, we were just like, well, if we do that, oh, that's great. You know, the money's there today. But then the brand, which is what it was growing into, where would it be tomorrow? That would be like a fly-by-night then, you know? So fuck it. Let's just do it more for love uh -huh. and excitement. You know, let's just keep it moving. And that's tough now because now you can see the easy payday. Shit, Walmart wants us. Target wants us. Payday, I'm good. That was even when he was alive. And you guys yeah, just didn't. Yeah. Th that, that well, it was a, a tough one to talk to him and say, hey, listen, you know, uh, it could be bigger and better as time goes on. Because if you get that instant money, what do people do usually when mm -hmm. they get a little bit of money? If they don't turn around and buy a house or do something or pay back bills, eh, they piss it away mm -hmm. fast. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, you know. But whatever, that's, mm -hmm. that's not, that turned out to be not the case with us. So um, we just kind of band together, you know, more out of emotion. And then uh, after a little bit of time, that kind of faded. Everybody wanted to do a little bit of different, you know, within the shop. Uh, so there was, I like to refer to it as some divorcing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and Elisa and I, our attitude was, no, nah, we want to keep Larry's name up, you know. And it's not, it doesn't say Bobby's Indian Larry Motorcycles. It doesn't say Bobby and Elisa's. It doesn't say Elisa's. It doesn't say none of that. It's Indian Larry Motorcycles. That's the bottom line. And if we really, you know, we sell high dollar, you know, motorcycles that run. They run circles around you. Um, there's a small number of them. Uh, it's good. It's fun. They're neat. They're badass, you know. Um, I don't know. I think looking at the bikes and knowing how Larry was, he would dig it. Well, that was my next question. Do you feel a pressure to not keep the name? Because you've done that with the name. You're, you're making sure it's not so Target, Kmart, Walmart. Yeah. Everyone has it. Do you feel, did you feel a pressure like, dude, I want Larry to be proud of me, and I want his name to always be heavy in the motorcycle community. No, fuck no, that. Really? I don't think like that at all. Okay, so we're sitting next to these three. So this is an original bike. This one's called the Wild Child. Okay. This is the one I was describing with like the Billy Lane references. This was a Discovery Biker Build-Off bike. Um, this was when this got put on the table because he had done one before. He did a monster garage. Oh, so Larry garage. built this he, Larry bike? Larry built this bike. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Okay, okay. So and this is the one you said I can borrow for the weekend. Is this the one that you showed so me? Weekdays. Weekdays. weekdays sorry. Week, sorry. Weekends. <laughs> Weekends, fucking, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Weekends is for the orgies. <laughs> but yeah. no, nah, so like this bike's an original bike and, uh, you know, it, it's not <clears throat> like people will talk shit and say, Larry didn't bi build bikes with these kind of rims. No, this is clear indication that, yes, he did. You know, this wasn't what he would normally be going for, mm -hmm. you know. There's a lot of a lot of things he wouldn't have, but at the time, the guy that, was with him with gasoline alley had different outlook on it than and he ordered the shit and now, now take me to this process of, of buying a bike so now 
Because I was in, you showed me the back. You gave me a, a sick tour. This place is fucking nuts. I'm watching people twist shit by hands. Dude, it's fucking nuts, Bobby. Someone comes in, and we'll use the example. I know Brad Pitt rides your bike, which when you Google Brad Pitt, it's Brad Pitt <laughs> on the fucking Indian Larry bike. He talks about Indian Larry, which was, holy shit, Brad Pitt loves our bikes. Just say a normal guy has a few dollars on his hand. Take he me is. The, he's a normal guy. No, take me through the process of I want to buy a bike, uh-huh. and you make custom bikes. So I want to yeah. hear the process of, hey, I come in here, I want a bike. Okay, which happens a lot, but people don't, maybe they don't want to follow through. Yeah. They want to hear themselves talk. So, you know, we go $65,000 and up, um, and you come in, it's more like, oh, I like this bike, I like that bike. These are sold. These are are people's bikes. Okay. Right? So it's not like uh, you could just come in and buy a bike and roll out the door. That's super, super rare that when we would attend a lot of motorcycle shows, we would build an extra bike kind of out of scraps, okay, okay. you know, like uh, little things. But they'd be badass, you know, because the guys, they caressed them into ba- being, you know, functional, badass motorcycles. And um, so when somebody comes in, they go, yeah, I like this, but no, I like that. And, you know, um, Paul Yaffe makes this kind of a bike, and I'd like to use some of these parts. And I go, nah, man, fuck, Paul Yaffe's a sweetheart of a guy, but no, he does his thing, and you came here because you like these. If you'd like to have a Poyafi bike, I'll give you the fucking guy's cell phone number, you call him. We don't do that, man. We don't play games. We're not interested in that, mm-hmm. you know? You come, you dig this. This is what we're going to build you. And, you know, then you could tell me what color you would like it, and we'll see if we can work and accommodate you. You'll get close to it. and You know, it's not like, um, because why change the integrity of the brand? We got something that you came here for. Okay, you want to have, these are down tubes. Right? They're not really a tube. They're a fucking solid inch and a half pieces of steel. But anyway, you call them down tubes. And on some bikes, they're wishbones, like this little blue bike we did for Metzler. Uh-huh. And people want the, the two tubes in the front to be twisted. And I go, yeah, we don't do that, man. But you can do that. And I go, no, we can do everything but go to the moon. <laughs> but we don't. Just because you can don't mean we want to. You know, this is... Uh, this is the way it is. Yeah. We don't, why do we want to change the way it is? We want to make it better. What we do, we want to just make better. And everything's from literally from scrap, right? Like you. Yeah, yeah, from scraps. So they're building the whole. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so they're building the whole bike up. Boom. How long a bike like this take to make? Um, we like to say five, six months. So how many bikes are you pumping out a year then? No, no. We're lucky we do three bikes four bikes this a year is, yeah you know it's uh again we're not motivated by money it's crazy like you yeah. think we would be motivated by yeah money. i'm gonna try and get in here and make you guys do more bikes <laughs> so you're only doing three four bikes a year yeah wow. sometimes we'll do two bikes it's more like we want to do some parts we want to do other projects you know that are pretty neat you know we make benches for churches out of the twisted down tubes that are kind oh, of really? defects for motorcycles we say fuck it let's donate a bench to a church you know Wow, stuff like that. And are, is it a part of it that you don't want every every fucking guy to have an Indian Larry bike? Does well, that has it, to be some of it, right? A little bit, you know. It's um, you need a break. Yeah, you need a little bit of a break, you know. And you don't That's, have a lot of guys that work here with you. No, nah, no. Nah, then you know, I have to get more jobs to do, and then I have to get more. Dude, money. I'm blown away by this operation. It's, I would say this is a shitty operation, but obviously it's it, not. It is. It is. It is. Hey, so just take me through that because we've been doing this 45 minutes already. I don't want to take shit. too much of your time. I only have three more hours the left. Massages the, in a half hour. I know, guy. So uh, Brad Pitt, how does that thing happen? Um, he came through. He was a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but he was a fan of Larry's, and 
um, usually I don't say nothing to people for the celebrities or uh, to me, honest to God, I look at them no different than I look at athletes, mm -hmm. um, musicians. To me, everybody's the same. That's all. You mm -hmm. put your pants on the same, unless you seem to have some other method of putting them on <laughs> that, that, you know, hasn't been shown. I think everybody's the same. Okay. Like, I really do. You're either an asshole or you're not, mm -hmm. right? Um, that guy was a sweetheart of a guy. Uh, there was a mutual friend that had worked with him a little bit. And, you know, before you knew it, he came to the garage and uh, he wanted a bike. He ended up getting a bike. I think he ended up buying two bikes in the end. That's cool shit, man. Yeah. And how'd you get involved with Shane McMahon? Because um, that's how you and I met. <laughs> Shane McMahon came here. I wanted to meet Shane as a wrestling fan. Fan, I work on the Opie show. I mean, how do you, Shane? And Shane loves you. He follows like twenty-one people on Twitter. You, Indian Larry, one of the dudes he follows on Twitter. No, he's the man. How'd you guys? How'd you guys link up? Uh, that was J Date. No. <laughs> No, no, no. He's, you said, he's that, Catholic. With the, he's you said that with the most serious fucking face, too. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. He, I met him uh, actually at WrestleMania 20 mm -hmm. uh, in the back of the garden, which was pretty neat because yeah. I'd never been in the back of the garden. Um, he had bought, I think it was a, a West Coast chopper for him, and I believe The Undertaker or maybe Goldberg. Okay. I, think the, I think The Undertaker. That's one of his close old friends, and um, I don't even know what. WrestleMania we're up to right now. I have no idea. It could be WrestleMania 50 by now, you uh -huh. know. It's, but uh, because my relationship with his is he's a close friend, you know. I don't really get down and follow mm -hmm. his family business or anything like that. Anyway, they told him, if you have problems with the bike, reach out to me. Because the bikes were brought to Brooklyn and a couple of West Coast guys came, rode them to the garden. Like, surprise, they're here earlier than they were supposed okay, to Okay, okay. So it was a pretty neat surprise, you know. Um... Then Larry, Paul Cox, me, the two guys from West Coast Shoppers, we sat the first three seats f facing the ring and the two seats behind, which was bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Because I'm more for live shit. So me, I want to be screaming, fuck your mother, <laughs> you know, eating my cotton candy, my popcorn, <laughs> and my Coca-Cola because I'm that guy. I'm that asshole screaming. And the craziest shit is how, uh, I mean, who was the staple for being at, Goddamn, every kind of event going at the garden was Chuck Zito. So here's Chuck Zito sits down next to me, and I'm just like, I've met him a whole wow. bunch of times through a whole bunch of different people. And at the other end is Donald Trump. It was bananas to look back on it like that. You know, whatever. Yeah, people well, of have course. That. It doesn't matter who. It's but still it was just sitting like, next to these dudes. God damn, look at this. We're in fucking, you know, this morning, we just helping bring these bikes over here. Wow. And tonight, you know, we're killer seats you know people pay crazy money it, this is fucking bananas man but it was cool you know stayed you know that was part of the deal you know um got to stay there for the whole show which was i gotta tell you super entertaining mm -hmm. they really bring the entertainment i don't give a fuck what people want to say um those that they're, they're athletes oh, they're, they're athletes. fucking oh. athletes man like you know as a kid i watched uh wrestling maybe 85 86 mm -hmm. something like that i like to smoke weed and watch tv like that that was good but um you know then there's a number of years where i didn't watch yeah. so i didn't know a little here and there you know 
But then to just watch. You don't see the change madness. from back in the day oh, with the old wrestlers with a body slam. To now they're jumping yeah. off ladders uh, doing three fucking Change the fucking example. Change fucking nuts. He's out of his mind. Nuts. He's so out of his mind. You'd think he'd be more rattled like scrambled eggs. Yeah. You know? And, and also like a whole. He might be, but, you know. <laughs> he's, a, he's Irish, man. He's keeping it together. Hey, uh, true or false? Were you. Those false. shows. Thank you. Those shows. Uh, I'm. Is it West Coast Choppers or yeah, yeah. whatever? Those West shows that they, what's the other one that's from upstate? Um, Orange County. Is it true they came to you first to do a show about that? Is that true? Or uh, they, did they ever approach you, you know, to do they, a show? They talked to Larry about doing shows and. No interest. Yeah, um, I think he lost a little bit of interest. You know, there's no money there. Mm -hmm. You know, it sucks a lot of your time. It takes years for that to happen. As you know, like doing podcasts, yeah. it takes you years to oh, get yeah. a sponsor or, you know, to do certain things. And Larry wanted a TV show. He wanted to make money because mm -hmm. he was finally going to, you know, in the process of he was making more money than he'd made before. Everything's legit. It's all cool. And then um, that was it. And then after he died, you know, people asked about doing TV shows. And I'm the worst to ask because it's just like doing podcasts. No, dude, interviews. you're the worst. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell make a nope. Yeah, it's dude, crazy. TV show is going to help you. I go, I'm going to punch you in the face too, man. You're going to be, you know, be right over my shoulder. And uh, it's going to be a bad moment, and fuck you. A few years ago, I came here when Shane McMahon was here. I think it was three years ago. I'm mm. like, Shane, you should do my podcast. He's like, all right, we'll talk about motorcycles. I'm like, oh, no, forget it. Yeah. An asshole I am. I should have jumped on it. <laughs> and then this year, I meet him again. I'm like, hey, I'm Opie's producer, Westwood One. He's like, dude, it's Opie, whatever you want. We exchange numbers, and I tell Tito, I'm like, dude, I got to get Bobby on. He's like, Bobby doesn't do podcasts. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, dude, we'll just hang out. He's like, he's not doing a show. Yeah. So I did some research. I'm like, this guy does no fucking interviews. No, so I'd no. seduce you with food, with food just food. to do it. But really, what do I have to offer? I'm just a regular guy. I'm, See, but I, think, know, I think this is cool this to hang a out. a lot different. Yeah. You know, because uh, I happen to be one of the owners of the place. Mm -hmm. I go, I don't want to be an owner. I don't want to be an owner of nothing, you know. I just happens to be. That's the way the, 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 the deck fell, you know. And it's cool. It's good. Um, I'm just happy that stuff's staying up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, because I, 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 we do have to turn this halfway serious. I want to yeah. ask you, that's why I just wrote it down. Because the tragedy, forget about Larry and all that shit. Yeah. You actually dealt with the most unspeakable tragedy ever, which you turned into a charitable thing that's just kind of right, taken right. over now. Right, right, Do you mind right, talking right. about your son? No, 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 it's good. It's, it's all good. So, um... We had a we had a boy named Aiden, and he was uh, born a couple months before Larry died. And I remember Larry going, "I can't believe you're having a kid. Fucking kids are no good, you know." And he would tell Elisa, and Elisa would be waddling around, you know, with a big belly, up until the the day she, you know, had Aiden, um, and then of course came back to work just a few days later. Um, anyway, she goes, uh, "We we we have Aiden, you know, everything's cool." Seven years, just shy of seven, he um, he starts developing issues with his sight. You know, we live over in Windsor Terrace, mm -hmm. Brooklyn spot, and he's going to this little school, and uh, the teacher's like, yeah, you know, he's not focusing, so we bring him to some doctors. In the end, um, we find out he needs crazy testing, so we go to Minnesota University. Minnesota's a pimp spot, you know. They're dialed in with, um, with everything, okay. basically. So come to find out, um, he's got a, or had a rare brain disease called uh, adrenal leukodystrophy, or ALD for short. And some people are familiar with that with Lorenzo's Oil, an old movie Susan Sarandon was in. Um, 
Anyway, that's a super tearjerker. I happened to see it as a kid on an HBO special or a Hallmark special, you know, and that fucking dis- disturbed me then. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward into it's in my house. It, oh. It's just crazy because you don't know. You know, you know, my son's uh, staring like he's up on the mic, like you know, like I'm on the mic like this, and he's not reading the paper. And I'm smacking him in the back of the head, telling him, what the fuck are you doing? You know, this is first grade. And he, he never had issues up until then. Like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So it was, and to tell you brief, uh, of just a month or two prior to that, uh, Shane wanted to get a little bit more in the bike business. So we become partners. So Shane and I are partners. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Lisa, you know, three of us are partners in Indian Larry Motorcycles. And, and uh what do we do? I go, hey, it, listen, I don't know what the fuck just happened. My kid's, he's, something's wrong. I'm leaving. I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, we're going to go to Duke University now because uh, I don't know why. Okay. It, it, whether it was just because it was a smoother to drive there instead of Minnesota, or if, if we had to stay for a month, anybody in the family could visit. Uh, so, boom, let's go. We're going down there. We go down there. And right before going, my sister's like, uh, you should get a Facebook page for, you know, let people know what's happening with Aiden. And you don't have to communicate so much, texting or any of that shit. Okay, great. So our daughter, Sienna, Elisa, and myself, we go down to Duke. We um, check in. In, I think, 24 hours, he Aiden has to get a port put in, you know, because you can't keep pinpricking the kid. Uh Trying to tell a kid that it's not going to be that bad is is just crazy, you know, to telling him, hey, fucker, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you anymore because I don't have one. I don't know. And then uh, it's just bananas, like super, because the kid don't understand what, what's happening to me. Seven. What do you know? Yeah. What do you know then? Because then it was his birthday. He turned seven in the hospital. So, um, you know, he goes for uh, uh, blood transplant, you know, stem cells. The numbers are all on. Everything's a home run. We're like, oh, this is this is great. Okay. Kids gonna make a turnaround. Well, instead of making a good turnaround, he took a, a nosedive, and the nosedive was uh, he wakes up one night. A bunch of my friends are in the band Buck Cherry. They came oh, yeah, to town. Course. They played. I took Sienna. It was neat. Then uh, came back to the hospital, and at like one or two in the morning, he wakes up and goes, "Dad, I can't see." completely blind literally overnight yeah yeah so i was like motherfucker so you know hey it's cool you know whatever i'm gonna be here forever i'm gonna help you Uh, of course that's you know that's what i believe it's not what happens in the end it's um basically 10 months in the hospital Uh, he was down in duke for 10 months he was in duke for eight months then came we flew up here on a little two-seater with the stretcher he was in the stretcher Mm -hmm. and uh flew into i forget laguardia ambulanced over to nyu and then two months of just you know torture basically torture because it's just you know and then it was like okay he's you know time to move on there's nothing you know machines are just gonna keep him going that's that's no way no quality of life no 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 that's fuck that so then it was uh a little bit right before what he would have been eight so but in that time I would not even skip a beat. I'd write little paragraphs on Facebook of, hey, this is what's up, you know, not thinking there's really an audience out there. But it's also therapeutic to you. It was true. Listen, if I had to go back and think I should do that, 
I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like that. Would oh be, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I just did it out of like reaction. Mm-hmm. I had a little laptop. I'd write down, oh, today sucked. Today this. Today that. And then before I knew it, there was twenty thousand people on uh, Aiden's Facebook. Really? Page. I think it's down to like sixteen and a half, seventeen thousand okay. now, which is crazy, right? And so, um, so he passes away. Elisa um, makes you know promise, of course, you know, to a young boy that uh, she's going to get things to turn around. She goes and says, hey, I'm in a lobby, you know, first to Albany, get it with the mayor. Um, that's where Senator Adams comes into play. Mm-hmm. He calls and just says, hey, I want to help. Okay, well, we want this bill to be introduced. So, boom, Elisa gets, you know, dressed. She's got all the right, you know, papers. She hits the 50 offices in one building. My father gets on. He's a retired business agent, puts on his suit, Fuck, I drive. They go to Albany, go to work. You know, I just carry shit. Mm-hmm, I'm the, mm-hmm. the driver, carry shit, which is perfect because that's just right up my alley. Uh-huh. You know, I can't talk to politicians that, you know, want you to blow them. Yeah. Fuck that, you know. And so um, it, within a year, boom, Aiden's Law is what it's called. It's added to newborn screening panel in New York State. So any kid that's born, I forget how many there are, but say there's 50. Yeah. Uh, that when they do a little he- heel prick, on a baby when they're born, they'll tell you what diseases out of that 50 your kid may have, which is pretty neat. Wow. So then that just jumped into, um, I forget whether it was by the time it got put on a newborn screening panel or leading up to it, uh, Jim Kelly, handsome man from Buffalo. Buffalo Bills quarterback, right? show Hall of Famer. Fuck, bad motherfucker. Yeah. Funny. Oh, he's kicking Funny. ass too, by the way, yeah. Oh, he's he's a... He's, he's a warrior. He, he's warrior. a fucking warrior. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He uh, had a kid, Hunter, mm-hmm. and eventually Hunter passed away. Hunter had a rare disease, Crab A. Uh, they invited, you know, th- obviously through Elisa, not a character like me, but we all go up and uh, they do uh, a couple of days. All Crab A families come, other rare diseases come. It's bananas, you know. Then it's next thing you know, I'm. I'm with a guy that, uh, you know, I've watched on TV as a kid that, you know, for a little bit of football that I'd watch or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. shit, who's funny, who's crying, who's talking about his life, which I've never had a problem doing that. I, you know, my life's a 100% open book. Um, this, this, you know, it's great to having him, the father-in-law, Jim, uh, Jerry, just all these guys just laughing because mm-hmm. I'm saying what my experiences were in the hospital and the people that were following at the time my shit on Facebook, you know, which was been 100% bananas because I didn't really think about the reach. You know, people were putting on fundraisers mm-hmm. and doing all these things, and I'm just like, fuck all this, you know? Like, I'm just, I'd lay in the hospital, I'd order food, I'd be downstairs at Starbucks. People would send me uh, $50, or send us $50 Starbucks cards or $20 Starbucks cards. And at first, I didn't understand. They just piled up. Mm-hmm. I go, I don't understand why these people are sending <laughs> us these fucking gift cards. And then Elisa's like, because there's a Starbucks downstairs, and you need to get out of the room. Whoa. So it's like, hey, this is the ploy, you know, pull you out and, you know, get out of the room. Don't, you know, you're not to be, you're not the sick one. Mm-hmm. You're only going to get sick if you stay thinking you're going to either change or something's going to make the move. Now, how long ago was that? That was in, uh, wow, 2012. Yeah, it, you know, my cousin, 
my best friend, she's like my sister. She has her son. He was a baby. Uh-huh. He passed. I think it was maybe nine months or ten months uh-huh. old. He passed away, and he would have been twelve now. And uh-huh. it's weird because the other night my girlfriend and I were talking, and my cousin and I, I thought I w- you were gay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I'm glad they brought it back to laughter. I'm thinking as you're telling the story, how am I going to bring this back to entertain to wrap it up? But we're, we're talking, and I'm like, fuck, you would have been 12. Yeah. We could have hung out and right. did this, and it, it still fucks with you. But oh, when it's a did, mind game. Yeah, it's a total mind you game. You realize, like, I take my little cousin, we flew to Chicago to watch a hockey game. Yeah. And then uh, I was upset when I got home, and I'm like, I wonder why. And I'm like, motherfucker, because I would have thought if my little cousin Thomas would have came, yeah. he'd be 12. Me and him would have hung out, maybe joked about girls and stuff. It's yeah, like a weird... Yeah. And when did, last thing, when did you get your laughter back? How'd you? I don't think I lost my laughter. That's the only way you have to get through it, right? uh, Listen, at the end of the day, it wasn't me that was sick. It was my son that was sick. And yes, it is sad. It's very sad that he did die. But in the end, he's a, he rules because if it wasn't for him, and again, you know, it's, it's my selfishness that would want him to be here, Mm -hmm. of course. And it, and it's a heartbreaker more to watch my wife fall apart but yet she's so strong and stubborn to keep moving, you know, because if it wasn't for that, there would have been no Aiden's law. She lobbies across the country. She's down in D.C. all the time. She's trying to get it in every state. If Trump would just sign the paper, of course, that would be a home mm-hmm. run. Every state would have to have it. Right now it's in 10 states. There's, you know, uh, millions of kids that are being tested for it. There are other people that are sending in their samples to see because maybe they have a kid that's six. They just had another one that's in New York. But their kid was born in Jersey. Well, that kid that was just born in New York tested positive. So they go and they test the other kid. They catch the other kid just before symptoms start to. So then the kid's on medicine. The medicine's going to fucking, it's a home run. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. So now they're going to have their two kids instead of one eventually die on them, just like one died on us. Wow. You know what I mean? So then it's like we do Aiden rides because we have this bike shop. Well, that's all I want to ask. That's Aiden's really, ride is it's That's all huge. I pretty much want to go to. I go because they're state to state, you know, and it's it's the people that are out there that uh, either love kids, uh, somehow love us, uh, and want to see, basically see it be implemented into every newborn screening panel across the country. And how do people, like, don't, I'm going to put this part in the beginning of the podcast. How do people donate, find it? Do Aiden has a posse.com, oh, .org, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that's one, or Aiden Jack Seeger Foundation, you know. And, and what Elisa does with all the money is there's families out there that were just like us. Now they find out their kid's sick. Obviously, it's immediate. You're depressed. You don't know what to do. Then it's, um, okay, h- how do I go about it? When you Google ALD, from what I am told, a lot of Aiden stuff will come up. I don't know. I don't Google. Mm-hmm. I don't Google me. I don't Google you. I don't do that kind of shit. That stuff you like you told me you did with me this morning. Fuck, man. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that about anybody because that'll just mind fuck me. And I don't I'm not I can mind fuck myself on a regular and thing. And you just want to post pictures of your food. That's and all you want to do. My food. <laughs> ah, you know, and, and uh, quick like humor wise, you know, the Facebook to me is just a joke. Yeah. Right. So I would take pictures sitting on toilets <laughs> around the world and people would go. What the fuck? <laughs> to where it got so crazy, to where people go, hey, I don't see you put those pictures of you sitting on a toilet. And I go, yeah, that was a joke, man. But I was in Milan, or I was in France, or I was in Canada. I go, it's just a joke. It's not like I'm being a pervert. You don't see my little dick. You don't see, you don't see nothing. It's all just fun and games. I go, if you can't laugh at fun and games, you should step in front of a train, you know, in rush hour, though. <laughs> 
Overtime for everybody. All right, we're going to wrap up now. Who names the bikes? I know each bike has like a different name. Who names the bike? Uh, it ain't me because I think that shit's queer and corny. Okay, because it seems like each one has a name though. Yeah, no, they do. This one's uh, Invincible. Okay. Uh, the gentleman that owns it's name's Vince. Okay, okay, okay. That's not bad then. <laughs> That's not bad. The Wild Child. Um, I don't know. I didn't pay any attention when it was okay. When it was being built. Uh, and Ronan, that's Shane's uh, everyday bike. Oh, is it? For whenever he gets every day to get out and boogie around. Um, and Ronan, you know, is a warrior. Mm-hmm. Boom, whole shebang. How many Indian Larry? How many bikes do you have here that Indian Larry made? Just this one. And do, yeah. do people like it's it's for sale or someone bought it? No, no, no. We uh, did it in a Neiman Marcus catalog. They have a Christmas fantasy. Oh, like catalog. the fantasy, yeah. So this was one of ten items a few years back. How much? You, how much you put out there? Seven hundred and fifty thousand. Have you ever been offered stuff for it? I've been offered crazy money for it. Not seven hundred and fifty thousand. What was crazy money you offered for it? Um, I think it was like three twenty or something like that. And you didn't do it. Nah, I have enough money to eat. Oh. It's cool, you know. I don't know. Is money going to bring it? Uh, I won't have an original bike. Good point. You know, there's there's a number of things. Uh, it's sentimental, even though it's not the ideal bike that he would have wanted to build. Did you ever have Johnny Cash's bike here? Is that true? No. Uh, John had built a bike last year, I think it was, similar to this all black. Mm-hmm. It was a panhead motor, and there's a big portrait of Johnny Cash on the oh, Okay, okay. The, that, the, I, I the think I, okay. And we spent um, a couple of days in Amboy, California in, um, I think, 2002 or something like that. And this guy, Timothy White, big photographer, he's the intro to physically getting Brad to come to the garage. Okay. Um, his buddy was this guy, Jim Marshall, and we, Tim was a partner in this little town. I mean, fucking little town, because ain't nothing else on 66. It was bananas. But uh, with Larry and Paul and Kenny Roberts, a bunch of us went there. They went a couple times a year. I just went one time, once was enough. <laughs> But uh, Jim Marshall, I met him, and that motherfucker photographed uh, so many people. You know, he was a funny, little, absolutely crazy, crazy fucking guy. And his picture is the famous picture of Johnny Cash okay. giving the figure. And so, like, oh, that's, that his, was, that's his photo? That's his oh, photo. Oh, that's cool shit. You know, so I spent a week with this nut job, and, and they were all getting, you know, <laughs> not all, but a good chunk were getting fucked up. So he was fucked up, and... I watched him burn his hand in the fire, throwing a, a magnesium motor in it. It was just banana. <laughs> it was a good time. So, like, I, I just thought, wow, you know. Uh, the owner of the bike didn't even know he was getting Johnny Cash on it. And John was like, fuck him. You know, John loves the guy that owns the bike. Yeah. So it was a young guy, Garrett, from Minnesota. He uh, he got two bikes off us over a little bit of time. And the black one he got badass. I mean, this fucking thing rules over here. Yeah, this, Shane's this bike is, is fucking, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it my rules. god! All right. Um, well, Shane spends so much time. He's got three boys and a lovely wife, so it's like he's into football and you know all that parenting shit. Doing pa- parkour, you know the kid can fucking hop from building to building. He's the Spider Man, you know. Then his other kid, his youngest kid, is a savage man. He's just like a, a little muscled out bull, like a little caveman, right? Unbelievable. So smart. Like he'll take apart all of these things and make a super microphone. Yeah. He's just a fucking savage. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You know, that's him though. He's a mm-hmm. he's a legit. The guy rides the train. You know, he he loves taking the subway. We, we talked about that because he's coming to do Opie's show, and he's like, I'm like, listen, we'll do it either at Indian Larry's or at Westwood One Studios. He's like, yeah, let me know. I'll jump on the one train. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, bro. He's yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. Oh, you're Shane McMahon. He's like taking the fucking train. I'm not sitting in traffic. Yeah, it blows yeah, yeah. your mind sometimes. Yeah, but like yeah, you yeah. said, they're regular dudes. Speaking of like, I guess kind of cool people. 
we're going to wrap up. You and I just hang, we're hanging out. Uh-oh. No one thinks you're cool. No one thinks I'm cool. Which is great. Who, if you I'm pull, not, by if, the way. No, no, no. Not, not one bit. If you pulled your phone out, who's the coolest dude in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you right back? Uh, my dad. My dad. No, no, no. I want a name that would make everyone else think it's cool. I think your dad's cool as shit. But Wow. I don't know. I don't, I don't have. I, to me, everybody's the same. See, Shane would be good at it, but I have Shane's too. No, but she's, he's a solid friend. Well, no, I don't, we're not saying text. I'm saying who, if people thought that would be cool shit that Bobby Seager Jr. has. Nah, no, nobody, nobody. That's, don't think, I don't think like that. Really? I, no fucking way, man. No way. Well, you hurt my last question, so that sucked. Oh, too bad, buddy. Too bad. <laughs> Bro, this was an uh, absolute pleasure, man. I had a good time. Did you have well, fun? Thank you very much. I know, yeah, you, don't yeah, do, yeah, I know yeah. you do like no shows. Yeah, yeah. So Let me I tell re- you, honestly, if you weren't coming with Tito, I wouldn't have been here. I would have been home walking my dogs in the rain. I actually felt bad because I, I texted you. Up. Yeah, you're like, all right, bro, I'll be there at 8. Then I get the text, 8.15. I'm like, all right, no big deal. And then it's like, hey, I just parked my car, taking the G. I'm like, this motherfucker is going to cancel. I came in my day off to Greenpoint, Brooklyn, the podcast with you. <laughs> all the way from Manhattan. I yes. <laughs> the nine-minute train ride. <laughs> bro, an absolute pleasure.